Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with better help. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Join my co-host and fellow citizen of Asteroid City, Chris Tour. Today's episode, we're reviewing the comedy drama film written and directed and produced by Wes Anderson, Asteroid City. This is also from a story he wrote with Roman Coppola. And like many Wes Anderson films in the style, featuring an ensemble cast uh, with many, many notable stars. And this film couldn't even, I can't even put them in, in 60 seconds or less. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, Wes Anderson has such a unique style into itself um, uh, for the people he works with and the the color scheme, the palette and the type of humor. So uh, Chris has got me more into the Wes Anderson genre, was really excited to check this out and eager to see, especially looking at some of the notable cast that I chose for this one. Uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Asteroid City. So this film presents itself as if it's a play that you are watching, almost like a documentary of a play. And then you're actually seeing the events of the play, but it's presented as a film. It's a kind of a meta film here. Um, and it's based on this whole thing of junior stargazers at a convention in the retro futuristic version of 1955. Uh, set in this small town, Asteroid City in the southwestern desert, um, kind of close to atomic test sites. Uh, this is like, you know, while Oppenheimer's going on, over here is uh, Asteroid City. Um, and you know what? Wes Anderson, he's always had this very unique vision and this kind of very high, high-styled, 
way of doing his films. You know, his he's got this design palette when it comes to his sets, his color choices, his casting, and the framing of the camera. I mean, he does this side panel thing constantly throughout the film, but it's very entertaining to watch. It keeps it kind of unique. Um, now, not all of his films work for everyone. You know, there's definitely some that work for for people. Some don't, but what is always presented is a very unique vision with the the you know cinematography, and yes, you have a huge cast, um, a huge cast of notable players, um, some that he's used in multiple films, some that are you know fresh to his films, and that is also something kind of fun. It's a, it's kind of an eye candy, and also like a oh my god, did you notice that was that you know even sometimes these people have two three lines in the film. I mean like like for example. He's used Willem Dafoe in multiple films. Willem Dafoe is in this film for maybe five minutes. Like, um, you know, in a way, it kind of reminds me of Oppenheimer in that, you know, Christopher Nolan also used a huge ensemble cast, some that are in the movie for a very brief time. But um, we really kind of follow this main family with um, Jason Schwartzman and his son and his three daughters. And they just recently lost their mother and his wife. and it's kind of focused mainly on their story. Um, Tom Hanks plays the late mother's father. So this is Jason Schwartzman's like father-in-law. And he's a photographer living in Asteroid City. And there's this whole cast of characters. You know, it's like Steve Carell owns like the hotel. And then you have like uh, Matt Dillon works at the car shop in town. And um, you have... Uh, Tilda Swinton and other characters work at like this science lab that's in the town. And the whole point is why it's asteroid city is this asteroid landed there. And that's kind of like their little claim to fame. But I mean, it's really like a dinky small town of not much going on. And so is the asteroid. It's very, very tiny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is great. You would think like it'd be some giant, like, you know, like a crater. It It looks like a mini soccer ball that was left there. Um, And the whole big kind of point of this film is that, there's potential that a UFO uh, is going to make its way to this little town. So, I mean, for that kind of time period, you know, this kind of film will make you think of things like, um, uh, what's, what's the town in, um, uh, Roswell, right. It has that kind of vibe of like the whole Roswell alien situation. I think Anderson wanted to kind of pay homage to that time period when people were kind of little nuts about, is there alien life out there? Um, especially in this time period, you know, like rocket science, uh, NASA, all that kind of stuff was kind of booming more. And there was curiosity about the stars and, and what is, is there life out there? This film doesn't go deep into like those kind of questions, but again, it's just weirdly presented because it is this like play within a movie. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of bizarre. I mean, Edward Norton plays this playwright and we have Brian Cranston who's kind of like this narrator figure being like, and there's all these scenes that are in black and white where it's actually like you're watching like, oh, they're like, it's this asteroid city is a play on Broadway. That's what's going on. And Jason Schwartzman character is an actor who wasn't the original actor played this character. He came in late to audition and he got the role. Um, so there's all these like weird theatrical bits going on and like adrian brody is the director of asteroid city within the the play but then in color you're seeing the play yeah presented as a film so you have to kind of really 
be focused, I feel, which that was kind of my issue a little bit with French Dispatch too, which was three individual stories, is if it's a little hard to focus on what is going on because of how it's presented, it does make you a little like, you know, I think this film could easily just been what's happening in Asteroid City yeah. and everything. Well, especially with Wes Anderson's style, I just found myself wanting to enjoy the sets where they made to look like a play and they're made to look very minimalistic. And I like that. And I like the design and the costumes, everyone, especially you've got how it's set in that, you know, kind of time period. You got like Scarlett Johansson's playing this kind of starlet. Um, and uh, just a lot of the kind of the kooky characters. Um, I think it would have maybe been better served to cut out the play stuff and make it more straightforward. Um, you know, again, the movie's clocking at just under two hours, so it's not a long film, but you do have to, it's not one you can passively watch. And that's, I agree. That's what I felt with the uh, French Dispatch that I was like kind of confused with some stuff because there's so much going on. Like, wait, what am I supposed to be focusing on? So it's it's a lot of inception going on with this one. The play within a play within a real story. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a little bizarre. Um, but I, you know, what I applaud the movie for, which I've always done with Wes Anderson, again, is the setting, the the way he, he has these unique ways to express a set, a backdrop, um, the way he shapes his characters, like where they are in the frame. Um, like there was one scene that was really fascinating to me was you have Jason Schwartzman on the phone. He's in a telephone booth and he's making a phone call to Tom Hanks. And so they have a split screen with Tom Hanks character on the right, Jason Schwartzman on the left. And there's times where they're looking at each other and they're talking, but they're on a telephone. They're in two different locations, but he maps it like they're almost like talking to each other right there in screen. And he just has all these moments where, like, I love this little bit where Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson, their houses are right next to each other and they have these small windows they can talk through. And there's some great scenes where it almost looks like you only have, like, a small square of the screen to see their actual faces, but everything else is just, like, set. And it almost makes it like you're watching through this small little camera. And, yeah, I mean, there's unique stuff to look at. I think the set design and, again, the production value is very stylized. And when when kind of the more alien space stuff does happen, it it kind of brings an element of his Fantastic Mr. Fox film in here where it's a yep. little stop-motion vibe. And that was a very unique take for a live-action film that I I wasn't expecting, but when it did happen, it was very fun, and I think it's one of the more fun elements of the film. Um, and again, with this great cast, um, I think you know you're trying to present characters that have a backstory. You're giving them dimension, connection to other characters, but I think for some people, they're just going to get confused again of like, oh, I'm watching this guy who's supposed to be an actor playing this character but I'm more focused on his backstory of the character, not the actor. So then, you know, that, that it's a tough call to make, you know, you do wonder would this have just worked purely as just the plot of the, the play itself. Um, or as you said, if you maybe presented it more like a play the whole time, like what if the whole film was in the theater and it was theatrical sets, like a Broadway play and, you know, doing it that way. I don't know, you know, what's what's to say. This is one of those things where 
you know, even you and I, Taylor, as big a movie fans as we are, and we've seen a ton of movies and we understand a lot about the industry, there's just some artsy fartsy choices out there that's gonna kind of go over our head. And uh this is one of those films where it's like, I enjoyed it. I probably will never watch it again. I don't, you know, there's his his film, the uh Grand Budapest Hotel is my favorite Wes Anderson film. I will watch that multiple times again in my life. Thoroughly, really enjoy that one. Some of his films just don't work, you know, for me. Um, and again, this it's not that I didn't think this one worked. I love the cast. Again, I like the production value. It's kind of one and done for me. Um, and even this is one that you and I were both very intrigued to see in theaters, but it kind of, again, was one of those films that was steamrolled because of the summer films that had come out. It had a very brief time in theaters, but luckily now it's available on Peacock. So, you know, there are certain films that's just, if you can't get it to the theater, it will be on streaming soon. So I'm glad it's available on streaming. I'm glad that's the way I saw it. Um, maybe in the theater with a little more focus with the, you know, the lights dimmed and, you know, you're just watching this thing. Maybe it might've had a little more impact for me on a big Mm -hmm, screen, but I don't know, but it's, it's one I'm glad I checked out for what it was. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with asteroid city. (laughs) That's all right. I mean, uh, again, maybe this is only my second Wes Anderson film. I feel like I definitely need to go back and watch some of his earlier stuff. And like you said, um, I think I might enjoy more. I'm going to give this from what I, what I um, took from it. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, Again, I'd like the artsy elements. Um, I love the cast of characters. I like what the idea of what he was trying to do, but kind of threw me off with the, the play within a play within a movie, within a real story element. Yeah, it's just one that's going to be, you know, interesting to see what it kind of stands on its own. Um, you know, not every film in the year can be these big blockbuster kind of crazy hits. Um, I enjoy the artsy elements of some of this film and the cast and the production value. But at the end of the day, it was kind of confusing, even as someone that uh, does theater. <laughs> there was some theater stuff that I was trying to connect with. Didn't get all of it. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you. 6.5 out of 10. Uh, not a bad watch by any means, but it might be one that might go over your head a little bit, um, depending on how much you catch in the film. So you can now continue to stream Asteroid City on Peacock. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.